Hello to all our friends in the United States, the UK and around the world. You're listening to Schalke... Schalke America? Schalke America. Ach, Schalke America. Glück auf, okay. Blau, weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America. Welcome to episode 168, I guess, or 169, something like that. Shark America, I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host, Jack Magan. How are we doing, Jack? I'm doing quite well. How was your international break, sir? Um, Populous? Is that a word? I don't know. Good, good. Uh, baby baby arrived. Baby was healthy. Uh, don't get much sleep anymore, but, you know, it comes with the territory, I guess. But other than that, everything's good, man. How about you? Well, it's nice that, uh, you know, there's something much more meaningful causing restless nights instead of Schalke for you. <laughs> Lying awake, thinking Not about our Schalke. current situation. But, Not uh, just yeah, Schalke. no, congratulations to you and yours, Papa Carmen, twice over. Uh, clearly the adult on this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and once again, your wife, an absolute champ. Uh, yeah. Timing that up for the international break. I yeah. mean, couldn't have asked for it better. So <laughs> we appreciate our support of the podcast, as always. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, nice to be back in the saddle. Uh, I mean, from the U.S. men's national team perspective, that international break was a complete waste of time <laughs> and uh, not not like a welcome reprieve from what we've been seeing uh, at Schalke yeah. recently. So um, was, I was excited to get back to club football. I, I could not agree more. Uh, Jacob, I see you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, um, international break was, eh, I mean, there was some interesting games, right? Interesting results, but nothing that I cared about. What we care about is league play. And um, uh, yeah, game this past Saturday was um, something. Highs and lows, for sure. For sure. We got a lot to talk about because we got the game, we got injuries, we got a hot seat to talk about. No, it's been hot since he was hired, pretty much. And we got questions. We got questions from um, um, Reddit uh, and Twitter as well, too. So, got a lot to get into today. Um, let's get into it. Uh, the game, obviously, the Saturday or Sunday. It was Sunday, excuse me. I, I don't know what day it is anymore, Jack. I just don't. I don't. I don't even know what time it is. Um, I guess Augsburg came out in a 4 2 2 2, or however you want to call it, 4 4 4 4 2, whatever you want to say. But. Um, Thoughts on the lineup, because obviously the game will have a lot to get into, but lineup, uh, Matriciani, Vandenberg, Yoshida, Oyan, Flick and Kraus, normal, uh, Bolter, Drexler with the Twin Towers up top. Thoughts? Yeah, I definitely saw it more as like a 4-2-2-2. Because I don't believe in the in, in the Dortmund game that we had the Toronto-Polter pairing yet, right? This is the first time we've had that unveiled. Um, Correct. I have to go back and they came on late. Okay, so there you go. Um, but uh, this had been something that had been hinted at actually for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that was uh, Poulter's camp leaking that to the media or just random speculation, we, we know that there was some, you know, potentially uh, there were questions being asked about like, you know, his playing time and that he may be potentially disgruntled or upset about that. Um, and obviously he came out in the media, said all the right things um, pretty much or, you know, as well as he could. But, um, you know, there had been some talk recently about whether or not we would ever see that, that pairing up top. Um, we certainly saw it today. Uh, whether or not it was effective is, is, I think there's like some some pros and cons of it. I think part of that has to do with with Kramer's game plan. But we'll get more into that later. Um, you know, Drexler, he's largely been very good. Um, Playmaker. He, Who knew? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was good again today. I thought it was actually one of Bolter's weaker performances in a while. Um, but I mean, what are you going to do about that? Like, I mean, I, you're still starting Bolter, you know, pretty much whenever he's available. Generally, well, speaking, definitely now. Definitely yeah, now. I mean, we'll he's yeah, yeah. I thought, and I think he's done very well this season so yeah. far. Ultimately, so I mean, everyone's going to have a, an off game. Kraus and Flick still very solid overall that pairing um and then uh i mean yeah the back line was pretty much what you would expect bruner still not available correct, correct. um yet so he should be back maybe for next game but wasn't for this one and then uh you know vandenberg yoshida way on and, and, and shvalo so uh yeah the uh the top is where the interest is the back of it was pretty much as it has been for a while yeah yeah for sure um obviously you know you say what you want to say about Matristiani. Um, he's done okay for us so far. Vandenberg's been the surprise, I think, of the defense. Uh, obviously, Yoshida as well. But uh, we got to see different faces of these guys 
this weekend. I mean, only one of the back four was maybe the consistent one this weekend was Oyan. Uh, he seemed a little bit more back to himself, but still quite the crosses are not there. Um, Kraus had another fantastic game. He's been a, one of our best players this year so far. And Drexler yeah, absolutely. as well. Um, yeah, and I, I think with your comment about Turret and Poulter, I think ultimately it could work out. We saw glimpses of it, but they need the service. They need the, the proper game plan for that. Um, looking at the visitors, or not. <laughs> uh, and goal, really good goalkeeper, Ginkiewicz, uh, was at Union Berlin for a long time. Solid, solid Bundesliga goalkeeper. Uh, Gumni Gavulov, the captain. Niederlechner, we all know him very well. Um, Gruzo Demero, uh, Demerovic, we should know him now. Barisha, uh, Rekbesha, Iago, Bauer, and Han. Han, another name we're going to know now very well. Um, looking at this lineup originally when, when going to the game, Barisha and um, Niederlechner were the big ones for me outside of the goalie. Anyone that stood out for you? I mean, obviously, this is an Augsburg team that's not Bayern, but they did beat Bayern. Yeah, Gigowitz, I mean, uh, had a good game against Bayern and and, and uh, I thought did pretty well today um, again overall. Um, Niederlechner, obviously, we're familiar with. Uh, familiar with I was saying uh, Demervich and familiar with at the same time there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rex Bajai. I mean, there, there's there's names that you're familiar with there. Um, I, I think we had our maybe some our guard up a little bit going into this one, given the result they just had against Bayern. But at the same time, this is like, a team that we would expect to sort of be in competition with this season, uh, potentially for, you know, our ultimate table finish placement. So um, we are the way this one turned out in, in certain ways, but uh, yeah. Um, and actually the commentators talked about that too. They were talking about, you know, what was expected for this one uh, that it was going to be probably more end to end, a little bit more disorganized and uh, lack of technical ability. I think the second half, it definitely kind of went that way. Yeah, passing accuracy would tell you that was the case because both teams are very poor. We were the low mid to low sixties, and they were in the fifties. Correct. So yeah, which has been an issue for us all season, as yeah. we said. Um, I don't think there was a single player outside of uh, the center backs or the goalie um, who had over seventy percent pass completion. Um, I think I think there was a significant portion of our starting lineup that didn't have um, it, it, it didn't reach a pass completion percentage into the sixties. Um, just a lot of guys in the 50, you know, 50 range. It's, it's, it's really yeah. concerning. I think some of that has to do with, you know, what the offensive strategy is right now um, from Cromer as well. And once again, we're going to talk about that shortly. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into more of the match, um, just so everyone's aware, obviously the English speaking folks who understand us well, they're good, but you know, we have a lot of German followers. Of course, that's a German team. We've been adding German subtitles to our videos and stuff like that um, live during the watch alongs and then post match post, video we will add them in there as well so you know try to get more people involved and listening to us as much as possible but back into the game um yeah <laughs> excuse me uh goal scoring started early um Demirovic, uh ninth minute scores the goal pretty much poor marking on the on the, on the at the hands of um Marchisiani really uh but just poor overall something that kind of the ball from the right side over the top Backdoor, all first half they were doing it, and we were not yeah. sniffing it out. At least Matriciani wasn't. He scores the first goal during that game. Uh, poor way to start the first half. Yeah, you know we often we've often played very compact and narrow defensively this season, and, and it's been interesting that more teams haven't tried to exploit those wide channels and just whipping crosses repeatedly. And it seemed like, especially in the first half, as you said, Augsburg was taking advantage of that with really quick switches of play. Yeah. Not always like crosses all the way across, but sometimes you know one quick pass backwards into the midfield and then to the other side. And, and for whatever reason, there were usually huge gaps there. Somebody was in space um, to receive it and do something with it. Uh, so yeah, some disorganization at the back. I thought we looked awful defensively for yeah. most of the first half, in particular. Yeah. Um, couldn't settle down, and um, yeah, I mean it was a weird. It was a weird beginning to the match because I thought both teams actually looked decent offensively in the first like ten minutes or so. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, but I mean especially because Vandenberg and Yoshida now have had. Um, what several games in a row together correct yeah I mean, this is not like oh, a yeah. new pairing you would you would hope Four games that, at least yeah you would hope that like the chemistry would start getting there and the back line looked very unsettled from the beginning <laughs> i was laughing at jacob's comments he says you know matriciani had a tough game and finally looked like an old man on the pitch the way his hairline does <laughs> i couldn't could help but laugh there but yeah matriciani had a tough tough game um and it got tougher for the team matriciani and company uh 21st minute uh, Demirovic scores again. Uh, Counter-attack this time. At this point, so I noticed in the game, every time Augsburg scored, we reacted. We reacted well. 
uh, we started to, to play the pitch was all in our favor after that first goal. And then out of nowhere, they hit us with a counterattack and poor, poor defensive marking once again. Finds Zemirovic in the middle, wide open, puts it past Schwolov. Schwolov, I'm going to blame on the first goal because he didn't even move in the first goal. Second goal had really no shot. Pretty much a breakaway for Demirovic and uh, put it away. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if, if Shvola was, was like unsighted on the first goal, but if I remember correctly, I mean, whoever was marking him was Matriciani, whoever was kind of blocking off that near post angle. So there's, if, if the shot's coming in, there's really only one way it's going to go, and, and Shvola didn't even move. So yeah, I, I did think that was a pretty bad moment from him. That second goal, I think Matriciani may have jumped out to try to like, you know, step to yeah. somebody and got played in yeah. behind. But um, huh. I mean, that, that was a goal that came completely out of nowhere. And yeah. unfortunately, you had, you know, guys like Flick and Yoshida trying to chase after that who aren't necessarily, you know, the fastest. And it was just <laughs> a quick ball in. And, and I mean, it's, it's a good hit. It's hit low with pace. It's hard for a goalkeeper to get down that quickly. But that's another one that isn't particularly close to the corner. I mean, it gets it's pretty close to Shwalov. You could maybe argue that he should have done better with that one um as well but yeah pretty demoralizing because as you said you know despite that that pretty bad opening uh goal that we conceded i think we did respond relatively well and, and uh in terms of what we were doing going forward we looked okay for, you know for the first part of that game and then you know right as we were looking like we were maybe changing the momentum of the match we can see the second and suddenly find ourselves down uh two nil um and yeah just several really bad moments uh from the back line i'm trying to see when um Oh, Vandenberg came on at 53rd. Oh, I thought it was a lot earlier than that. Um, so never mind. Yeah, no, I, I agree about that. It was just completely, I guess, the run of the play on that goal. And uh, down 2 nothing. Already down one nothing was hard enough. We had to get the first goal in this game. This is a relegation six-pointer for, for everything, that, what it's worth. Yes, they were like 12th, I think, at the time. Only three points away from us. But we had to get the early goal. We've been struggling. We looked completely poor offensively against Dortmund. Um and we just got to show something. We didn't go down 2 nothing to a team like this at home. It's just pathetic. Uh, and then um, finally, a second goal, get another reaction from us. It took about 10 minutes or so. But Simo Torota, it kind of all started with Thomas Oyan, I think, jumping up on a pass, uh, intercepts it, makes a run, gives it to uh, Torota, who gives it to Drexler. Drexler smartly gives it back to Torota, who does a nice chip shot. Doesn't look like he's lacking confidence, right? Pass the goalie. Good to see the big man get his second goal of the season, but um, Drexler and Owen get a lot of credit for that goal as well. Yeah, uh, mixed performance from Owen. Like we said, I think his I think some of his his crossing accuracy was was kind of poor, and that would actually happen on this play as well. But overall, I have to give him credit. It's a good sequence from Owen. I think he intercepts like the first pass and kind of gets knocked back out yep. to Augsburg, but then he like intercepts the second pass in as well. Like he he disrupts like two consecutive passes in a row. Runs up the field, plays it in. Toronto does a great job to to adjust to that in the air. Takes a nice first touch, plays Drexler in, and then you know Drexler baits the goalkeeper to come out and challenging him, and, yeah. and then he knows exactly where Toronto is. Finds the cutback, which is very well done. And then you know I think it was Phil Bonnie on the call, friend of the pod, right? Uh, yeah, um, as they as they pointed out in that, you know, a couple of Augsburg players flying in in this way, and he has the presence of mind to kind of get it high in the net and kind of chip it. It's very very composed finish, considering how quickly that ball came into him and how that you know that quick give and go um transpired so uh yeah nice to see Toronto score we know that he has struggled to sort of replicate um you know the returns that we were obviously seeing last year we knew that was going to be the case I think we were hoping that he was going to maybe maybe be a little bit better than he has yeah so far but at the same time as you already mentioned you know the service has been a huge issue this season it isn't that often that Toronto's had you know clear-cut chances like that one you know where somebody's putting it on a platter for him um you know they're, they're often the ones being you know played into initially and then bringing other people into the play and then that final ball isn't coming back to them so but yeah nice to see toronto involved again especially in front of the home crowd and that goal was huge because if we hadn't scored that goal i mean it, it could have been a damn broken if they if outsource scored their next goal um and so we scored that goal made it 2-1 going into halftime um you, know, you mentioned it bolter didn't have the greatest of first halves and he came out at halftime they brought in salad which i thought i was thinking down at two to one, we need to make a substitution. But I was thinking, you know, as much as I like Flick, not that he was doing bad, you need Kraus to stay in the game because Kraus is the one who's initiating all the shots initially. And Drexler, you know, Drexler was the playmaker all of a sudden. Um, so I was saying take out Flick, bring on Salazar. They took out Bolter, who was having a poor game, and brought in Salazar. Uh, Thoughts on the substitution and then Bolter's play overall in the first half? Yeah, well, honestly, when I was watching, so once again, this is another game, yet another game where Salazar's not starting. This is, a, this is a consistent run of games now where he's suddenly like, I mean, initially we thought it was rotation, that kind of a thing. It, it's pretty clear that he is not a first choice. Did you hear Kramer's comments before the game too? 
I didn't. What did he say? So he was saying they're they're asking about the Salazar. Why is he not starting? And he goes, well, you know, there's a lot of things going on, and we're making sure it's nothing against him. Uh, you know, he might be starting the lineup. Who knows? We'll see. Dude, this Cromer has something against Salazar. It has to because I mean, it doesn't make any sense why he doesn't start this guy. This guy, yeah, clearly is a di- difference maker on the team for sure. And it, it's been a consistent thing. And once again, I don't have an issue with him being a super sub necessarily no. in certain situations. I think he's a great guy to bring on with fresh, you know, fresh legs in the second half. You know, when the game opens up a little bit, which is kind of what we saw. But you know, as I was watching the first half, I was like, this game is crying out for Salazar, and he's on the bench right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we were struggling to to build anything, and you need you need a player that can that can break a line of defense on the dribble and, yeah. you know, and, and draw additional defenders in to open up some additional spaces. And like, he, he can do that consistently so well, draw fouls, all those kinds of things. Um, I mean, it really is important. Is you know, Are there times where he frustrates me with his decision-making and other things? Of course. But like he, as you said, he has that X factor. He has, he has an ability that, that basically no one else in our squad has consistently. He very much can fill that sort of a mean Harid role in terms of breaking that line, drawing fouls, getting us additional free kicks and opportunities in, in the final third. Um, you know, he's, he's really important. So personally, I was actually a fan of the substitution. I thought Bolter had a very weak first half. Um, I, I was wondering if they were going to take maybe even like Poulter out and then move Bolter up top and then mm. put Salazar out wide. Uh, not that Poulter had played like, you know, overwhelmingly poorly in the first half or anything, right. but, uh, yeah, but I was a fan of it personally. Shout out to Amin Harit, goal and assist today in Marseille's victory, uh, in the Champions League. But, uh, that's another story there. <laughs> um, yeah, overall first half, I mean, Attacking players outside of Bolter, Toronto was okay. Obviously got the goal. Poulter was okay, lacking service still. Kraus was the best player in the match outside of Drexler. Drexler getting assist and he got a second one later. Um, but defensively, Matriciani was poor, I thought. Um, the defense looked shaky all the way around. A lot of people on Reddit were talking about maybe you know, maybe it's time to sit Oyan and bring on more. And I'm thinking, why not play both, right? Play more in midfield, play only on defense, and that way you have both guys taking their chances on the left wing. Yeah, right we now. did talk about that a couple of pods ago. Maybe look at you know a stack of, of, of both of them, you know, yeah. more slightly higher up the pitch, that kind of thing. I think that would be interesting to see at some point. I actually, I actually think we probably will see that at some point. Although maybe, maybe it's a it's situation where, where Kramer views them as. <laughs> Um, you know, like for like sub, and so wants one of them available for fresh flags and wouldn't risk it. But you also have Chananoglu, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not that you just want to have like, you know, so many of your pictures. Yeah, be, like, that's even back. more reason to start them both because you could bring on Chalanolu for one I'm of them saying. to get yeah. tired. That's what I mean. So, I mean, like there are, there are ways you could, you could do that. I don't know if it's that important to like try to do that. Um, but you know, more obviously has, uh, the ability to play in a lot of accurate balls from wide areas too. Yeah. Um, and, and considering how much we struggle to build anything centrally at the moment, that's where a lot of our opportunities are going to come from. Um, or that are transition moments, which continue to be, I think, where we look most dangerous when we have some improvised sequences because whatever our default buildup is supposed to be, you know, in terms of what's Cromer's telling us, it's not resulting in anything. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, well, Salazar came on at halftime, and with the first five, 10 minutes, he looked good. It's like, okay, good. Good to see him on there. And then he disappears. And I, I didn't know until today, but, you know, after the game, I'm like, what the hell happened to Salazar? He just disappeared from the game. Now we know what happened. He got injured. And that's kind of why his performance sucked. But um, he came in at halftime, struggled for majority of the second half, I thought. Um, then Vandenberg, a couple minutes after that, in the 53rd minute, he goes down, rolled his ankle really bad, uh, ends up tor- uh, tore some ligaments in his leg. Salazar's also had some surgery today for ligaments that he tore his... Uh, it's uh, metatarsal fracture, I think. Metatarsal fracture, yeah, yeah, yeah and had surgery. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what minute he injured that that foot, but I actually saw him pull up. I think as early as the 48th minute, so like shortly after he had come on the field at halftime, I saw him pull up, kind of limp on a certain play, and then he kind of played through it. Yeah, but there was at least one moment where he looked though. like he was shaking. Good. Yeah, I mean, I think he had some moments at certain times. Once again, drawing fouls, um, sure. and, and and you know, in transition moments, like you know, progressing the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe not the most as impactful as we would have expected. Uh, I think part of that too is just the, how quickly the game devolved into. Um, <laughs> yeah, like later in the match, but yeah, then the Vandenberg thing, it's just super unfortunate. You know, it's not, you know, he's, it's not, he's him going in for a tackle really. It's not like, you know, a challenge. His ankle, it's it all... ju- yeah. It's just a freak thing where he rolls his ankle. And I mean, you saw it on the replay. It, it, it's, it's not just that watch. he rolled it. It's that he, he bent it pretty significantly. Yeah. I've done um, that before. I mean, it hurts. I, I was wondering if it was broken potentially. It was, yeah, it was yeah. not, not a good situation. So, um, yeah, unfortunately both those guys are going to be out for the remainder of the calendar year. Correct. Yep, through um, 2022, yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's a horrible news. Obviously, I mean, nothing needs to be said about Salazar. We know how important he is and what he brings to the team and why it's bad to lose him. But as far as, you know, Vandenberg goes, 
um, you know, with, with the with the departures of, of Itakura, Malik Chow, um, uh, it, it was on Kabak as well, technically. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Vandenberg was brought in for additional reinforcement and uh, and then ultimately given the starting job too along along Yoshida recently. Uh, and now with him out, we have you know Grimal came in, and then we have you know uh, um, Kaminsky's out there somewhere. Kaminsky, Kaminsky, and then beyond that, like there really isn't any other center back I think on the senior squad at the moment. So we have no. like we have a starting pairing, and then like one other person. And after that, we're dipping into potentially like you know youth teams. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure who else we have at the moment. So yeah, that's going to be something I'm sure we're going to be looking to uh, to reinforce in the winter transfer window. But we have quite a ways to get to you know before we get there. So. Um, yeah, that's a highly unfortunate sequence of, uh, of injuries there. And then about a 10-minute span, things got really good for us, right? Tom Kraus scores a goal set up by Drexler again. Drexler, the playmaker, two assists in this game, man of the match for me. Kraus, close second. Um, good to see Kraus. Kraus was fired up from the beginning of this game. He was the only one getting shots early on. Uh, and then nice to see him get a goal. Got fortunate with the bounce, but good to see him get a goal. He deserved it, and he was, he was celebrating like no other. So yeah, points to the crest immediately. Yeah, I, I think it may have been. I don't think he scored yet. I, I, I maybe I forgot one, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, he points to the crest. I mean, you know, you know, it, to do that in front of the home fans, I'm sure he's pretty excited um, and impressive. Yeah. You know, we talk about in that pairing, he tends to be the one that marauds forward more than than Florian Flick does. In that situation, he makes sort of an overlapping run to the outside, almost like you know, like a left back would do or something like that from central yeah. midfield. Um, and getting to get off the shoulder, Drexler kind of hesitates and, and, and waits for the right moment and whips a quick pass into his feet. And um, yeah, it's deflected by the goalkeeper. I think it was on target anyway. I don't know if it would have been safe yeah, if it had yeah. you know gone directly, but you know, it's it's um, it's at least it's an on target shot. And uh, you know, the funny thing is, we had like I think we had like seven more than 15 shots in this game, 17, very yeah, few of them on target. Yeah. And outside of the goals from the two players, I think the only other on target shots we had were also from Tom Krause. Um, who was yeah. was delivering some you know like hard low shots that at least you know re- required goalkeeper saves and you know nothing else was really anywhere near troubling anybody. So um, yeah, uh, Tom Krause continues to be a, an extremely influential uh, loan signing and you know one of our best players this season overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, William from uh, Shaka Canada says Vandenberg continues the curse of new players we acquire that end up on long term <laughs> injuries. It's true. Lee Dongjong, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, you know, and players like on. that. Um, also, I love Kraus firing up the crowd. Like, I mean, yeah. there's always like Every three play. or four, yeah, three or four moments though in the match too, where he's specifically like, you know, and and they respond to it. So it's nice to have you know somebody um, who's on loan, kind of acting as your emotional leader on the pitch. I mean, it's yeah. an extra nice boost to have. So absolutely. Um, and then to make things better, we thought uh, Barisha gets a red card. Um, this game got really feisty, especially at the end. There's a little bit of almost a fight at the end, but. Uh, yeah, Barisha got involved, ends up getting a red card. I think, I don't know if it was second yellow or just a straight-up red, but, um, oh, second he elbows, yellow. yeah, second yellow, elbows Yoshida in the face. Um, it's a foul. It's a foul. Yeah, aerial challenge that he goes in with an arm, hits him in the face. I mean, it's it's not, like, the hardest contact or, like, the no. most egregious thing you've seen, but, I mean, it's one of those ones where you can't really complain if, if the Rift decides to give you a yellow for it, and he does. Yeah. Um, uh, but as you said, it was feisty. I mean, I think there were there was a scuffle after Torada's first goal before the game was even yeah. tied. There, there was, there was, was involved, too. There. Yeah, For sure. Torada got a yellow card, I think, after that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, tempers flaring a little bit physical. I think part of the problem was it seemed to me as though the official w- was letting a lot go, like, from the beginning of the game. Yeah. Like, a lot of things that typically would have been fouls, um, you know, with pretty rough contact, he was just kind of letting them play on. And even when there's, like, you know, changes in possession and everything. And so I think sometimes when you do that, it can kind of encourage players to do more of that, and then tempers yeah. can flare and that sort of thing. So, um, I don't know. So that play, when Torota scored his goal, he gets a yellow. Barisha gets a yellow. Bulter gets a yellow. Barisha got his second yellow against Yoshida and gets a red card in the 70th minute. And so I'm thinking, here we go. We got a man up. Keep doing what we've been doing for the last 20 minutes or so, and we should be sitting pretty here. And of course not. We're Shalko. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you were 2-0 down. You bring it back. Then you get the man advantage in front of the home crowd. You have to be thinking like, hey, this is like a gift. Like we have to go on and win this. We, we we had a man advantage recently though and did not take advantage of it yes. already. So this is a recurring trend now. And uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately it was Augsburg that that struck first, despite us having a, once again a couple more good minutes of where it was looking like we were potentially going to make a breakthrough there. Yeah, Dirk's favorite player um, Han uh, scores the header on his 250th uh, appearance in the Bundesliga, three um, two at that point, and we tried as we might, but we we couldn't end the game. There was some scuffle between uh, Gikevich and Taroda. Um, Ginkiewicz kind of after the whistle 
some Schalke fans were throwing things into the into the field, and Ginkiewicz is kind of encouraging it because he was by the goal and trying to encourage it, and Turtle's trying to get him out of there, and they you know, started getting a fight and got a little feisty there at the end, as did all game long. But uh, three-two, horrible loss. Um, you mentioned it. I mean, seventeen shots, but not many on target. I put the XGs on there just for you, but you know, two point oh seven is our XG. So we got two goals. They had 0.88 and had three goals. I mean, all their goals were preventable. The Han goal completely unmarked. Uh, the both Demirovic goals. The first goal, Matrosiana should have marked them. Second goal, Yoshida was poorly marking. Flick was poorly marking on that as well. Or maybe Flick was poorly marking on the on the last goal, Han's goal. But poor defensively. I mean, you can, no, you can argue. Down. I mean, yeah, Flick, Flick probably could have run in front of his man rather than behind. Um, was maybe a little bit late getting into the box there as well on that third yeah. goal, and then Yoshida. And it's his turnover, I too, I, I don't think. really know. I mean, I don't really, I wasn't really sure who Yoshida was marking, and I do think he should have been able to step back in the direction of that ball quicker than he did. I don't know if that's, like, you know, the older knees not responding, so he's just got to, like, throw a leg at it rather than, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, shuffle or jostle or whatever. And, and right. I don't know. Uh, very bad outing for Yoshida. Um, although I will say, the more I watched that play, the more I think it was just a really well-timed and well-delivered ball. Um, yeah, yeah. Than anything, like the more I watch it, the more I feel like it's almost harsh to criticize the Chicago players too much for that. I think the first two ones are much more deserving of of, of criticism. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there's there's things you could say about multiple players on multiple goals that they could have done better there. So um, disappointing yeah. to see that we had been relatively okay defensively outside of that one big big loss that we had early in the season. Um, but this is not a you know not a good data point. We have a like I think we're tied for the second worst goal difference. And that was at home too, right? I guess Union Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, poor. Uh, quick shout out to Torada, though. Almost had the third goal before Augsburg scored. Yeah. Aiden um, came into the game uh, from Matriciani. Matriciani, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to rag on Matriciani. I don't think any of us think he should be starting anyway. Did not yeah. have a good game. One of his poor outings. Aiden came in, I thought, looked significantly better. Um, yes. Accurate, you know, wide ball delivery. Um, you know, good bend on him and everything. Played a nice ball. Trotter was what, miles offside, but it was a nice ball. And then Trotter ran on it, chipped the keeper, crossed yep. the line. Unfortunately, it was offside, but that could have been the win for us there. Um, you know, fine, not really fine margins. Trotter was offside by a decent way. But, um, yeah. you know, an- another good moment of like Trotter knowing where the goal is, knowing how much time he has and, and taking a clever touch. He looked, he looked decent today when he actually had service and opportunities. Yeah. And I think the times that the big guys got service, they looked decent together. It looked like they're feeding off each other. Uh, the Poulter and Torta kept trying to find each other with with flick on headers and stuff like that, so it, it could be good. But right now, Cromer doesn't seem to have any kind of functional system. It's so disorganized, and normally we are disorganized going forward. But defensively, I mean, this the whole game was disorganized, and I mean, it was a if you're neutral, it's probably fun to watch the game because it was such a track meet. But I know I was having heart palpitations. I'm sure anybody watching, both Schalke fans and Augsburg fans, were just like. What is going on in this madness? I mean, no, the, the game plan is absurd at the moment. We, we attempted more passes of a distance greater than 30 yards than we did of a distance between 5 and 15 yards. That's stupid. That, that's, F, that's, you know, FB ref data. But, like, I mean, like, that is that is an absurd game plan. Um, and, I mean, it's one th- I mean, so, and the other interesting thing, too, is you, so you have the, this dual pairing up top, right, of these two kind of, like, big, big strongmen strikers, target men type people or whatever. Um, neither of them won more than 60% of their aerial duels in this game. I think they were both in the, in the 50 percentage. So it's not even as if they're giving you a significant advantage when you're, when you're hoofing those long balls to them, they're not winning enough of those to make it any more than sort of a 50, 50 proposition as to whether or not you're going to maintain possession. Um, It's not a sustainable or effective game plan in in my opinion at the moment. Um, I mean, the people in the chat have been mentioning it already. Um, You know, the aimless long balls all day. That's absolutely correct. Um, I mean, you can look at the stats in terms of like, once again, the distances that we attempted and like such a significant percentage of our, of our passes are, are these long balls. Um, last compliment, Shvalov, right? His short and medium passes, hundred percent pass completion in this game. His long passes, like that's where, I mean, that's where it gets ugly. And that's, and that's part of the issue for everybody is everyone is attempting these and it's, it's just, it's not. Yeah. It's one thing if you can consistently get them into big bodies that can control it and then bring people into play. But Torada and Poulter are not doing that and Toronto has, has consistently been poor at aerial duels this yeah, season this so is far. one of his better games and he still only got 50 percent. he's usually Correct. close to 20 percent. yeah he hasn't i mean like i don't know why we haven't seen that in the data and, and kind of gotten away from it at this point um i think we need to find other ways to get those guys involved than what we're doing at the moment yeah that the offensive i mean yeah Cromer's just kind of throwing darts at the board it appears like at the moment um yeah and i don't really know how to describe it besides that i was railing on this on the watch along it was that like 
neither of us are top analysts in this business, right? We're not. We're not. We're just fans that like watching the game. And we can see that. I mean, Helen Keller and, and Anne Frank could see that, that those long passes aren't working. Why the hell are we going for these long-ass balls? They don't work. Try the medium-range ones or the short ones. They're much more successful. Um, and maybe there's no confidence in the in the play-out ability of the defenders. I don't know what it is, but it's aimless turnovers. I mean, how countless turnovers, game in and game out, because we're just giving the long ball away, and it's almost guaranteed that they're going to get the ball. It just changes possession. It ruins any kind of flow that we have. It's so infuriating. Yeah, and it's just frustrating. It doesn't seem to matter, like, you know, like what personnel we have um, or who the coach is. Uh, it's like the last few seasons when we've been in the Bundesliga, we just, we're just inept at building out of the back. Yeah. Um, and at times last year, we were too, despite, you know, what the success of that campaign ultimately was. Uh, we just really seem to struggle with anything in possession. It's it's all of the just route run football, and we're not doing it well either. It's not it's not even as if it's like, hey, this is actually relatively effective for us. So even if it might not be the ideal way we'd like to play, at least we're getting something out of it. And I just I don't feel like we have overall. Um, we're not scoring enough goals at the moment. Yeah, no, from that no, kind of and not generating high percentage chances. I mean, there was one play in this game. I think it was from a kick, a, 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 you know, a, a goal kick from from Shwalov. Um, over the top that fell to Drexler that he just sky over the yeah, ball. Yeah, could have been on yeah. target. But like that's the first time anything like that has happened this season at all, and the only time that happened in this game. So it's not as if it's like consistently generating those kind of chances for us. Um, agree about that. Now, so a lot of questions are going to be asked um, of this team. I mean, first let's look at the 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 major one, which is the two injuries in front of us. Kaminsky had a recently had an operation, I think, back in September, um, a calf, minor calf surgery, but he's on the mend. We don't know when he'll be back. Now, Vandenberg's gone for the rest of 2022, as is Salazar. Now, like, what do we do now uh, with that? And then, on the bigger picture, what does Cromer do? I mean, his seat has been hot since the beginning, but, I mean, he doesn't get results here in the next few weeks. He needs to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Uh, we're one spot above the relegation zone, I think, at, point, at this yeah. point. Um, there's times where it's looked like we're, we're almost on the cusp, cusp of, of breaking into, like, decent form, but it hasn't consistently been there. And we, So we'll have, like, a decent performance mixed with a you know pretty bad one. Um, this was a very disappointing one, once again, to not, for the second time this season, be able to take advantage of a, of a man advantage. Um, and, uh, yeah, when you just, it, it's one thing if, if you can see a, a game plan in place offensively that, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to work consistently every week. Like there's going to be ebbs and flows to that kind of thing. But, um, you know, last, last, last match against Dortmund, despite, you know, the difference in the class of the opponent, we were, we were inept going forward and inept in possession. And then in this yeah. game against an opponent that you would hope you could be a little bit more competitive with, like, that's how we're trying to play against like an Augsburg. Like if that's our game plan, I mean, that looks like a, it's like a Bayern game plan is what it seems like. It's like, yeah. it's like get the ball away from our final third so they can't like counter press us or, you know, and that kind of stuff. It worked like, for Augsburg against Bayern. So Augsburg must be better than Bayern, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it just, so I, I don't know. Yeah. But it just, it just, when you, when you're playing an opponent like that, who once again, people want to call these relegation six pointers, I mean, whatever, but like, that's just disheartening if that's kind of like how, um, speculative and optimistic we have to be in terms of what we're trying to do on the pitch and just like, hey, you know, long balls and let's see what happens. It's, it's uh, yeah, we need to have a little bit more substance to our play than that. And then particularly late in the second half, when this, once this game really opened up and after, you know, we had gone down three to two, um, you would think with a man advantage, they're going to have difficulty, you know, shadowing us and marking us across the pitch. And yeah. we should be able to pass through them easier and pass around them. And we just seemed to become completely disinterested in that. And it was just like hoofballs again and again down the pitch kind of bailing them out um you know and and not really allowing us to create the numerical advantages that we may have in those situations so i don't know um i just thought it was really frustrating and it's a team that we should be able like you said pass through i mean had we won the game we would have been a 12th position which is a good spot to be in um but we played like you said like they're like they're Bayern. and then now coming up this weekend we got a team yes technically it's a relegation six pointer but it's Bayer leverkusen they're uber talented are we going to expect more of the same against a team that's below us? I mean, this is what Kramer has to figure something out now, or like you know, Jacob says, or like we says, you know, time for the soul patch to go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know when Bruner's going to be fit again. He will help immensely. Um, he has been practicing. I know uh, William is saying the same thing too, but Kramer has to figure this out because um, it doesn't. It's not working at the moment. It's not. And you had two weeks to prepare for this game. That was what you had. 
that's that's a fair point too as well you know international break and and that's kind of what you come up with in terms of a game plan for for augsburg that is that is a little bit disappointing um you know since we're talking about bruner who i think obviously we all want to be fit again once again just because at least yeah. it's defensively solid for the most part uh but like what were your thoughts on Iden? first time we finally saw him he's been playing well, with good. the youth team i mean that was his first cameo he hasn't had a start hasn't even had a substitute appearance um lively. i was really pleased to see him yeah i thought he was lively once again um i think we should be seeing more of him on the pitch um personally i, I agree I mean, we've been screaming for him i mean like since the beginning of the season it's the last year weird. he was good yeah and and once again i know there's concerns potentially about like his size and getting like little brother to times and now out physical he does look like he's beefed up a little bit um he's still you know he's still a shorter guy and everything yeah. but like I, he, he's he's so quick though he's you know his feet and everything so I, th- I think he has the ability to kind of um dribble out of some of those situations and not always yeah. get into those physical battles i don't know i i would like to see more of him but i i agree 100 percent um Bruner does bring a defensive responsibility and calmness out there, but I then immediately felt his impact uh, getting involved in the offensive side, getting the crosses in, nearly got the goal to Kurt Hirota, uh with the one that was offsides. And yeah, he was involved, and I like what I saw from him for sure. Um, he de- definitely needs an opportunity to, to play this. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's frustrating. This whole thing is just frustrating, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if you're frustrated as we are, uh, there is a chance to voice your opinion. There's a um, members only Congress coming up here in uh, the 11th of uh, a week from now um, of October. So there you go. Have your say if you want to. If you want to unleash your frustrations, I know there's a lot of people that are frustrated about it. It's just the whole Comer doesn't have a game plan. He needs to figure something out. Um, I know they're working on it, but excuses. I'm tired of these excuses. Oh, and just a huge missed opportunity. I mean, that's all it yes. is. Like, that, that, that's a game that you have to find a way to get that third goal in there. And if you can't do that, you can't. You certainly can't lose that game. No. Um. And, and we unfortunately did. And yeah, once again, in front of the home crowd, uh, very bad. And that's yeah, that's one that's going to um, shorten the leash considerably if it wasn't already getting in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me need a response. <laughs> yeah, absolutely 100 percent uh game against leverkusen is on the eighth four days from now um yeah they're sitting second from the bottom of the table but again they're very talented can they continue their poor form absolutely but our luck they'll probably fix it during us they may get a new manager if, i'm sure if they lose they're going to be a, get a new manager probably get a new manager no matter what and then we got hoffenheim after that um hoffenheim's a team that we, we should be able to play well against i know they're fifth but you know there's a team that we should be able to figure out, um, I think. I mean, Cromer needs to, for his sake, because if he wants any kind of um, longevity to his, his career, he needs to uh, find a way to get results in this. I mean, I'm looking at the statistics so far this year. Our average possession is 42% in a game. We got 17 yellows. Um, trying to see what else here is. Only 10 goals. Three penalties given up. Or I guess we, we had three penalties for us. Um these are just poor, poor stats. Honestly, come on, Bundesliga, killing me, killing me. Anyway, some bright news, real quick. Tom Kraus, rookie of the month. Good for him. Good, good month. I mean, he's been our best player. Someone wants to say he's someone's better than him. Let me know. But Kraus has been our best player this season so far. Drexler close second, in my opinion. Thoughts on um, him receiving the rookie of the month? Yeah, I mean, yeah, happy for him. I mean, uh, he's he's the kind of player that you hope that we would be able to like, you know, secure permanently or, or find a way to keep because obviously he would he would seems like he would potentially like to be here or is at least at a minimum enjoying his time here while he gets the opportunity to. Um, I don't think it's likely that we're going to be like, you know, get him from Leipzig, particularly if he continues just to, to play well. But um, yeah, I've definitely been a big fan of him so far. I think it's well deserved, and uh, hopefully he's able to keep that form going. <laughs> Jacob says Hoffenheim only had 150 fans show up at their away game in against Berlin um sham club <laughs> yeah doesn't hey we're not playing the fans we're playing the teams and unfortunately our team is pretty shambolic at the moment so all right let's get into some um listener questions jack um let's see let's, let's see ed first one is from edwin good friend of the show edwin says how much at risk is Kramer given that the next match is a relegation six pointer or we say that with quotations because it's leverkusen yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would say that who the next opponent is is a significant factor in in you know the development of of Kramer's hot seat. I think it's just the fact that you know we're one spot above the relegation zone now. We have a lot of uh, underlying statistics that are not promising for us. We have you know very bad goal difference as well. We're, we're I mean the last couple of games we've really struggled 
to look like we have any sort of like, you know, offensive philosophy or game plan. Um, and uh, I mean, even though we scored two goals in this game, but once again, that wasn't really as a result of um, uh, our possession play. Those were both, both of those were transition moments, um, yeah. honestly, which is what I've been saying all season too, is that's when we look more dangerous is when we get out of whatever it is typically that Cromer wants us to be doing. And the players, you know, have a little bit of uh, space to improvise and kind of move into different areas of the pitch. I mean, like the second goal was created by Tarada, you know, pulling off of his run and getting into space, you know, and that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, the results have been poor for for a while now. Uh, hasn't been a ton of development. Um, hasn't been a completely atrocious. Like there, once again, there have been decent moments and decent performances this season. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a question of how long Schroeder is really willing to continue with this. Um, I, and given the financial situation, I'm sure we're always going to be hesitant to to fire another coach and add yet another you know potential like contract to be paid out. Yeah, Grabozzi's got a job, right? Is he the manager over at Bochum? I didn't even see that. Did that happened finally. I think someone said that he's no longer on our books, so I think he got picked up. I think by Bokum, but I'm not sure. We got to look. That would be huge if that did happen. I'll check but, that right. You know, you brought the managers up, and um, we always seem to pick these uh, currently managers who are just guys who are like scruff around the relegation zone, and you know, we try to put our hopes on them. And a lot of it has to do with how much money we have, which is basically none. So that's a lot to do with it. But you know. Eventually, we need to find either – we tried with Tedesco a couple years ago, uh, an upstart kid that we can uh, try to hopefully you know, have a good career with. And then, But I don't know. Just the people we've been picking lately for a while now, even before – well before Schroeder, um, have all been poor. We just got to get out of that funk of picking managers that don't work out for us. And, hey, Kramer may work out for us. He may work out for us for sure. But it just seems like the same terrible trend over and over again. It just – patching things up when you need a whole overhaul with the manager um but uh anyway i digress uh moving on to questions um had i have the same answer for you in terms of the leverkusen question uh there so um this one is definitely for you DeSanto or polter <laughs> polter <laughs> i agree not, polter question no yeah no I, I agree polter uh Seems like he can do some things for us. He's got to get service. Again, him and Toroto, they need service. And, you know, the times that do have service, like we saw the Toroto goal, looks good. Times when we can't even get to Baltimore, like the Dortmund game, looks terrible. So, but yeah, I take Poulter all day. Your analysis is very specific to the traits and abilities of Poulter. My analysis is that the other <laughs> option is the Santo, uh, which is why I did not choose that option. I know. <laughs> Uh, Eric says Tom Kraus outside chance of going to the World Cup. That'd be cool. Him and Toronto. <laughs> Just trying to make the Toronto thing happen. We went from goatee Gramozis to soul patch Kramer. <laughs> hey, this is a facial hair friendly podcast, by the way. If you can tell, uh, but by, by the host, so we're not uh, hosted by know. Manscaped. Not yet. There you go. Yeah, we might have to shave though if that's the case. Uh, moving on, next question. Uh, why does Molet not play? Do you want to take this one first? Um, I mean, I think you could ask that question of a lot of people, uh, you know, yeah. Donnie Lotz or other, you know, other people. I, I don't know. I, I personally haven't been particularly overwhelmed by Mullet in, in the appearances that he's made. Um, mostly, you know, limited cameos, though they have been. Um, you know, there are some people that they'll come on the pitch and then you'll say like, hey, you know, I really want to see more of him based on a couple of flashes here and there. I haven't really gotten that sense from Mullet yet. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, if he is kind of a little bit more of like a creative presence, potentially, um, certainly can't really argue against needing that at the moment, yeah. given the way things are. And now also with, with Salazar being injured, I think there may be more opportunities for like a super sub mullet as opposed to um, you know, Salazar. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of a thing. So I think you actually may see more of him, but I don't necessarily think his uh, performances have, have demanded it up to this point. Now, I don't remember if it was Kramer or Schroeder, but they said that, um, this is their words now, that, that Mallette, needs time to adapt to the team. Every anytime you have a new player coming to a team, it takes there's a uh, a grace period where they have to get used to the way things the club run, da da da. That's what they said. I don't know if I buy that necessarily. Which is why they started Vandenberg like three days Today. after he arrived at the club. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I don't buy that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something they're not seeing in practice or they can't figure out where to play him because Kraus and Flick are playing so well or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Drexler has been pretty lights out this year for us. Kraus as well. Flick now has kind of inserted himself in that role. Bolter has been a lock. He's got leading goal scorer in the team. So 
hard to fit him in their starting lineup, but doesn't mean he can't be on the coming as a substitution. Obviously, Salazar's one. Um, we got a lot of midfielders. We're midfielder heavy, not necessarily good, but it's midfielder heavy, I think. Uh, so it's hard for someone like Molette. I mean, I'd love to see him more just to see what he can do. Like you, I haven't seen anything yet, but again, it's only been cameos, so it's really hard to judge someone. I mean, Larson, now we kind of got a good idea. We've seen pretty couple good starts, or a couple starts, I should say. Uh, we kind of know what we got with him, but um, yeah, Molette, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of guys like uh, I would put Larson in that camp. Well, despite him getting more playing time so far, who I don't really think have have done anything to really you know put yeah. their their stamp on things. Um, here's a quick question from me to okay. you, and not from Reddit to us or for anybody else. Uh, what are your thoughts on potentially like crawl as a center back? Has he played that previously? I feel like he may have. He may have briefly. Certainly has like. <laughs> The size and and the willingness to get into like obnoxious challenges to potentially play. But I'm just wondering. I know I know we're thin at the moment. Like potentially he could be no, an option. A bot. He's a body that could do it. I think he could. Again, he's just a yellow card waiting to happen. We have to worry about. It. But if he can corral that, um, I know Victor Paulson went from midfield to defense. I think even though he may have been a center back anyway by trade, but um, he did that seamlessly. It seems like and it could be a way um, to get him involved because I know that he's probably pretty upset about it. You know, after starting the season kind of as a starting midfield presence, being on yeah. the bench, you know, for a while since then. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not a bad shout. Uh, in the chat, Jacob says, uh, "CD Sane debut and coming, not with Kramer." <laughs> yeah, I'd love not. to see him. We would love to see him, but I mean, he's been called up a couple times to the bench. But yeah, I don't know. I although, although to be fair, him. like yeah, to be fair, I, I just don't know if like that's the kind of player we're actually needing right now in terms of it. Because like the other options that we have, I mean, like you're you still like Bolter. You still like Drexel, or at least I think yeah. you should like Drexel with how he's been playing. Yeah. Um, there aren't that many natural people that you'd be like, "Hey, get you know, get rid of this person, put City Sane on." So I don't know, but um, obviously yeah. you and I, I think, are all going to be open to uh, to promoting and, and giving youth a chance. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. That's a, that's a, the most important thing. Uh, let's see. Next one comes from Front Cheesecake. <laughs> uh, after eight games, does Kramer still fit into Schalke's vision for the season? You know, that's something you have to ask Roven Schroeder. I think the, the goal, the vision is staving off relegation, right? That's all of our goals. Um, are we technically in line with that? Yes, because we're one spot above the relegation. But, I mean, last year we played attractive football. And, yes, I get it. We are in another division now. It should be harder. But I've seen nothing outside of – actually, outside of Dortmund – that we I, there was a game that I didn't think we could have played with anybody. If we played our game like last year, I think we would have been fine this year. But we haven't done it yet. Granted, it's a new manager, but I don't know. It just to me, I say no. It doesn't fit the vision. But it's ultimately Schroeder's opinion, and I would guess he would say yes, especially because it's, it's his guy, Jack. Yeah. Um... It's tough. I mean, I think some of the comments that Schroeder's made about him in the past is that, um, you know, he's a steady hand. He thinks he can get him organized and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell players what they're doing wrong, but also kind of give them ways that they can improve. Yeah. Um, so there's like constructive feedback. I think he likes it about him. But um, I mean, that's all well and good. But like if it, if it turns out that he's not a steady hand then you know, sort of that, that entire calculation changes pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I'm at the point yet to say this is like, like, you know, his appointment's been like a total disaster or anything, but it's certainly hasn't i don't think we've shown that many signs of improving we're just sort of like generally inconsistent and like maybe good enough to hang on and maybe not and i don't i haven't really seen any sort of like steady steady building in anything if anything we've kind of been going in the wrong direction a little bit recently um so yeah this labor cruising game i think is going to be important if it's a bad loss um you know even though labor has a squad that i think people believe is is capable of achieving things you know much greater than what they're you know in line to do at the moment um i think if it's a bad loss against the relegation team that cromer could be in trouble pretty quickly but that's also going to depend once again on shorter's willingness to pull the trigger on on his hire and also our you know the financial realities of, of what's going on but yeah give it buskins to the end of the season just kidding yeah no not, i could bring that back but that'd be interesting though if it did do that because one, not that it would be a bad idea, but then the question is, why the hell didn't you hire him in the first place, right? That'll be the question. I mean, did he say he didn't want it? Like he didn't, he didn't even Probably. want the job. But yeah, probably. But still, I understand why he wouldn't take it. But, but yeah, 
What's Jens uh, Keller up to these days? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> At least you can say Hoop Stevens. Hoop Stevens has already turned us down last year or two years ago, I should say. So, uh, you yeah. know, that's how bad it's getting. So, anyway, that's all the questions. Um, anything else you want to chat about tonight? Because it's it, we've been pretty long. We went through a lot. No, yeah. I mean, a lot of talking points in this game from the injuries to, you know, disappointment over what's transpiring. Um, yeah, final thoughts are just that uh, need to see a coherent strategy in place offensively sooner rather than later. Um, I'm still holding out hope that defensively we're okay and that this was, you know, performance was kind of an aberration. But, you know, if you have too many of those over the course of the season, it's not going to go um, well for you. But, uh, yeah, got to find ways to get service to our strikers. Got to find ways to, uh, you know, build more effectively um, in possession and not just relying on those transition moments. And then, you know, hopefully guys like Oweon can start delivering more consistent crosses as well and we figure out a right back situation because that's been the problem you've had an inconsistent oeon and then you've had you know a rotating cast of right backs who are not particularly offensive minded um which is probably not helping things either so uh yeah a lot of question marks at the moment um not in full-blown panic mode but um definitely a little bit off the pace that i was hoping we'd be able to achieve at this point and that's making me a little bit nervy because we're very close to the relegation zone when's the next uh international break (laughs) whenever the world Uh, cup is probably yeah, we're in the World Cup. Or World Cup is end of November. That's when the break is, or something like that. So yeah, it starts uh, in got, November, I believe. Yeah, we got about two months worth left of games here, a month and a half here. So yeah, I don't got much else left uh, for tonight. Went through a lot, like you said, a lot of talking points. Uh, let's win. That's I agree. Please, that's all I have left. That's all I have left. <laughs> yeah, we need to win. I curse more watching Shaka than any other time in, in, during the day. So, um, but you know, the joys of doing the watch along. If you you know if you haven't yet partaken in it with us, uh, it's definitely. Fun times. It's good to have, you know, bond and misery sometimes. <laughs> All right. Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Hey, continuing great. that perfect streak. Mm, mm. Maybe you're the next manager. You can mm-hmm. find me. <laughs> you can find me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Chat. Thank you again. What a wonderful job. Always is with the questions and everything. Everyone who provided questions with, uh, with Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. Thank you all. And thank you for being a Chalka fan. It's uh, not easy, is it? It's not easy for us, but uh, we live on. We struggle on. So, <laughs> all right. For Jack, for Richard, catch you on the watch along. Glukauf. Glukauf.